she speaks with wisdom and faithful instruction is on her tongue. She watches over the affairs of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children arise and they call her blessed. Her husband also, he praises her. Many women do noble things, but you surpass them all. Welcome to the Destined to Win podcast with pastor and teacher Tim Masters. Pastor Tim is the senior pastor of Victorious Life Christian Center in Flagstaff, Arizona. I'm Joe Harding, inviting you to join us for worship services Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. at the Flagstaff Middle School Complex. For more information on the ministries of Victorious Life Christian Centers or to make a donation, visit us online at vlccaz.org. That's vlccaz.org. Now with today's message, here's Pastor Tim Masters. So I just wanted to share a few things today. The writer Helen Hunt Jackson once spoke for the grateful sons and daughters everywhere when she said that the woman who creates and sustains a home is a creator second only to God. Today we pay homage to these creators and sustainers of our homes. There are many aspects that define what it means to be a very special mom, and I've chosen three today that I think will describe the kind of mom that all of us admire and the awesomeness of motherhood and parenting that God has allowed us to experience. The three points that I want to talk about is first, a caring mom, secondly, a parenting mom, and third, the warrior mom, because we are warriors and we have our armor. To the first point... Um, A caring mom is a blessing from God. She gives everything to her family, and she keeps giving, and she keeps working and sacrificing. Raising a family requires an endless supply of love, patience, understanding, and work. But throughout the busy days and sleepless nights, very special moms remain steadfast. Proverbs 31, 26 through 29. It says, she speaks with wisdom and faithful instruction is on her tongue. She watches over the affairs of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children arise, and they call her blessed. Her husband also, he praises her. Many women do noble things, but you surpass them all. Do you notice the points in the scripture? Um, Wisdom, instruction, and that we are not idle. I think we can all say amen to that, huh, ladies? In another scripture, Proverbs 1.8, it also says, Listen, my son, to your father's instruction, and do not forsake your mother's teaching. So I think that in this, the Lord is trying to really stress for us that mothers do have wisdom, and we do have useful instruction to give to our children. A mother shares her energy, her wisdom, her time, her money, her encouragement, and so much more. And oftentimes, she fulfills these all these maternal duties while she's working nine to five to help bring home the finances to help support the family. Mothers do a lot. And I think that that's so important to point out too is 
We don't realize ourselves the gifts that we have in us until we're challenged like that. When you finally realize that you have so much more to give and that you would go to the nth degree to give to that child to make their life so much better than it is. A caring mom is a blessing from God. She gives everything to her family, and she keeps on giving. She never stops working or sacrificing. It, re- it requires an endless supply of love, patience, understanding, and work. But through all the busy days and the sleepless nights, mothers again remain steadfast. To point two, <clears throat> the parenting mother. Um, I call it, called this my revelation of creation. In the past several weeks, my husband's been sharing with you how God, he owns everything, right? Um, We are just stewards to everything. And I would just like to add, what about life itself? Have you thought about that? So God created man and woman, and he allowed us to be a part of creation. And I think that that is amazing because if we weren't allowed to be a part of it, so say, for real, so storks delivered babies, And we could just call up and say, you know, I want a little boy or I want a little girl, and it was dropped on our doorstep. It wouldn't be as important or as cherished as it is that we are actually a part of that creation. God knew what he was doing when he created the man and the woman. And uh, I want to go to Psalm 139. It says here, For you created my innermost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place. When I was woven together in the depths of the earth, your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them even came to be. And I just think what an honor it is that God uses us as vessels in the creation of another human being. Um, When we first see a little baby's face, our baby, and we see the parents. We can see immediately. You can say, oh, she's got dad's eyes or she's got mom's nose, right? So think about that and how God created us in his image. In God's word, he says how he created us in his image. In Genesis 1.27, it says, God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. Notice how he used creation in there three different times. God is the real creator, and everything belongs to him, including the new life of a child. And think of the responsibility that he is entrusting in us to raise and to love and to mold the foundation of that new life. I want to share an example of that. My um, son, Ryan, this last year gave birth to my first physical grandchild. I was a little excited. Um, This is him here with little Ryland Rose. She's going to be one at the end of this month. I saw such a huge change in my son after he became a father. It was just amazing. As a teenager, he grew up and he got into trouble. He got kicked out of four high schools. He uh, broke the law. He had friends who were killed. He hung out with the worst group. And he even spent 30 days in juvenile hall because we could not do anything to help him. Um... It's amazing to me now to see this young man and to see the man that he's become. He has a job, he's responsible, and he has this little baby girl that is a new life to him. And what I did was I shared with him, I was able to finally share with him and get him to understand. See, he was saved when he was eight years old. 
he was a little boy and he was reading, I was reading the Left Behind series for adults and my son was reading the little kids Left Behind series. And he came up to me one day and he said, Mom, I said, yes. He said, I prayed that prayer. I said, what prayer? He goes, I asked Jesus into my heart. That was the most wonderful day to me as a mother. As he grew into being a teenager, though, I would say he lost his loving feeling. He uh, didn't know God anymore. And when he was in trouble, I couldn't get him to talk to God, to pray to God. He didn't want to hear anything about it with me either. But since he's had his little girl, Rylan Rose, I was talking to him one day and I said, you know, son, I said, do you know how passionately you love your little baby girl? He goes, yeah. I said, you would do anything for her. Like if she was walking down the street and she wandered into moving traffic, you would run right out there and save her life. You wouldn't even give it a second thought. And he said, yeah, mom, that's right. I would. And I said, son, Jesus ran into moving traffic for you. That's how much he loves you. And it was like a light bulb went off in my son, and he was like, wow, okay. And it really blessed me because since that day, there he is again. I can't wait to go down and see her. Um, since that day, he and his, his, the mother of the baby, his girlfriend, we're still waiting for them to get married. We're still working on some things with this boy. Um, they did bring the baby up here, and they had her dedicated to the Lord. And that was huge to me because he did that proactively on his own, And that really blessed our heart to know that, you know, he does have that relationship with the Lord again. When you were a first-time mom, the toys are all over the house. You're exhausted. You ache. You're tired. You're up half the night with sick kids. You go every day, and you go, and you go. And yet you can say you've never known such bliss and such love until you've done it. It's pretty amazing what God gives us to be able to do that. To my third point, I want to talk about how we are warrior moms because being being a mother is being in spiritual battle. We know that parenting includes some of the craziest spiritual warfare that you will ever experience. We must remain armored up to cover the world's influences on our children that have to be prayed over and call the armies of angels to go into places that we cannot always be to protect our children, to include their schools, their friends, their entertainment, and as they get older, pray over their colleges and their jobs. Um, I'd like to share another example of something that happened years ago. My daughter's 25 now. She's married. She lives in Seattle. And when she was a freshman in high school, we had a situation happen that kind of tested my motherhood. I thought it was pretty interesting. My daughter has a best friend, and they met when they were four years old. I took, them to, I took my daughter to a daycare, this woman that was watching the children in her home, and she met this other little girl there, and they became best friends, and to this day, they're still best friends. Her name is Sadie. Her mother and I got to become close because we were both Christian single moms at the time, and we attended a, the same Christian church down in Mesa. One day while I was home, um, it was while well, my daughter was a freshman, and Sadie and her were young, young ladies now. My daughter got a phone call that Sadie and her mother had had a really intense fight and that Sadie was on her way over to our house. When I opened the front door, Sadie stood there before me, and she had a big cut on her cheek and blood running down. She had a backpack full of clothes, and that was it, and she was crying. Um, I asked her what happened. Her mom and her had gotten into a really severe fight. Her mother was breaking some of her music DVDs or CDs and threw it at Sadie. That's what cut her face. 
And so they just really, really had a horrible mother-daughter fight, which I think all of us who have had teenagers have experienced at one time or another. Sadie came into our house, and my daughter was taking care of her physical and emotional wounds, and I called her mother, my friend. Her mother was crying on the phone and carrying on and just very upset, and she said she did not want her daughter to ever come home. She felt unappreciated. She felt like a failed mother. She's telling me things like, you keep her. You're a better Christian mom than I am. I was stunned. And to this day, I think that um, it was the Holy Spirit that gave me the words to say next. I told my friend, with love, I said, God gave me my children to raise, and God gave you your children to raise. And so I told her that I would keep her daughter for just a couple days, but I wanted her to calm down, to pray about things, and when she was ready to go ahead and let me know when she wanted to come over. Sure enough, the phone rang just a few days later, and she said she was ready to come talk with her daughter, her troubled teen. She came over to the house, and my daughter and I took her and her mother and a box of tissues into a separate room. We stood there all together, and I said, let's pray. So we all four held hands, and we prayed that God would be with this mother and daughter, that they could work everything out, And then my daughter and I just left the room, and they were in there for quite a while. We went out on the other end of the house. I didn't even want to hear what was going on. And it was about an hour and a half later that that my friend walked out of our room with her daughter, and they were arm-in-arm, and they were teary-eyed, and they were just so grateful that we gave them that opportunity and that we encouraged them to mend things. And that's where I want to say, ladies, it's, it's very important that we as mothers support other mothers. I was a single mom at the time, and it's hard. And she was a single mom at the same time. And we both, you just have your days. And so just remember that as prayer warriors, we need to be there for each other. And we need to support our single moms. And we need to be encouraging. And we need to help in the times when they're raising teenagers, because that's got to be one of the toughest jobs. Amen. So prayer is key in the battle. It says, um, I recall years ago when my children were very young, I remember I was watching Joyce Meyer, one of my favorite ladies, and she said that she had been praying for her children's spouses since the day they were little. I thought, what a concept. I'm going to do that. And I did. My kids were both very small, and I started already praying that God would be preparing the Christian man for my daughter so that when she was older and she met the perfect man to marry, that he would be a believer. I did the same for my son. And to this day, my daughter actually did meet and marry a Christian man. He was raised. uh, His mom and dad took him to church. He was uh, totally into the Christian faith. He sang in worship bands all over the country. He was competing. He's an awesome musician. He treats my daughter great. He opens doors for her. I couldn't say enough. Um... The thing that I was really impressed with, too, was when he decided to ask my daughter to marry him, he actually called and asked permission first. How many guys still do that these days? I was so happy. Um, So he has totally won my heart. And I know that that's a result of the prayers that I threw out into the future of my sons and daughters' lives. My son's uh, girlfriend that he has not married yet, but I'm believing in faith he will, She also is a believer. Her family is Christian, and so I know that it's just a matter of time, but uh, I'm still praying for that boy. So mothers, we can't forget the battle for our family. Prayer warrior moms, we provide an umbrella of protection for our children by covering them with prayer. 
our persistent pleas react like spiritual dynamite, blasting away obstacles as we help our kids and ourselves break through to God's blessings. Prayer helps us to discern God's will so we can embrace God's high calling and tap into his best plan for our kids. Our prayers transform not only our children's lives, but our own. So in conclusion, who can accurately measure a mother's love? No one can. A mother's love for her family is simply too big, too profound, too personal to accurately define with words. But even if we can't find the words to describe a mother's love, we can find ways to return it. And that's exactly what we should do. We should honor our mother's love by sharing it with the world and then returning it back to her. So today, as you think about your mothers and how much she loves you, do take time to think about ways that you can demonstrate how much you love her back this day and always. Thank you. Pastor Tim Masters with this week's message on the Destined to Win podcast. Destined to Win is made possible with the prayerful and financial support of those destined to win. To donate online, visit vlccaz.org. That's vlccaz.org. Destined to Win is a production of Victorious Life Christian Center with services Sunday mornings at 10 at the Flagstaff Middle School Complex. I'm Joe Harding. For Pastor Tim Masters and the congregation at Victorious Life Christian Centers, you're invited to join us here next week for another edition of the Destined to Win podcast.